It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. And I should mention that homecoming is only one week away. I'm Monica Cristopa, your host. And I'm Maria Acevedo, your co-host for our weekly podcast. As Monica mentioned, um, homecoming is only one week away, so it's only fitting that we're interviewing a member of the Beloit Memorial High School administrative team, Ms. Constance Burrow, principal of our Hess Academy. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career with the school district of Beloit? Absolutely. So I am a proud Beloiter. I've been in Beloit my whole life. Um, Are I still you a live Purple Knight? I am not. Oh, okay. I'm not outing you. I'm just thought I had to ask. I know I get it all the time. And yeah. then there's that shame. But you're glance. a purple knight at, at heart because you're at the high school teaching, yes. leading. Exactly. Everything. So I've made up for it. Okay. Um, so I actually was an online student during high school and graduated from an online school. And then I went to Alverno College to become a teacher in secondary education with a focus on English language arts. I went back to Alverno for my master's in administrative leadership, and I am again back at Alverno. They keep (laughs) just trapping me for my doctorates in K-12 leadership with a superintendent's license, and I should be done in December of this year. Wow. Wow. And Murray and I will note, um, we do have the uh, information up on our website, the number of um, members of our staff who have advanced degrees. It's close to 400, I want to say. I mean, it's astounding. Over 50%, which is amazing. And to you, going after your doctorate. Congratulations. Thank you. So what made you want to become a principal of our Hess Academy, which is the human, sorry, which is health, human, and educational services? So being an educator already, I really like the idea of the Hess Academy because of the educational piece. Um, But also, I, in another life, probably would have been a nurse. Um, my mom's a three-time cancer survivor, and I spent a lot of time in hospitals with her, and her nurses were life-saving. Like, mm-hmm. they they made us feel at home and gave us hope. So having that medical piece um, is also something I'm very interested in. And so when the opening came up and it was for Hess, I knew it was a natural fit. That's awesome. Yeah. And also, so kind of to just add to what you've said, what is... One thing you most enjoy about being a principal of an academy at Beloit Memorial High School? I would say I really enjoy the academy element when it comes to getting to know students and staff. Mm. So being in that academy setting, you get to know your students and your staff members really, really closely. So I've been able to, in the last two years I've been in this role, really get to know my teachers on a much deeper level and also getting to know students. You have those students for three years. And so you get to see them grow and kind of figure out their pathway because some kids start like, I want to be a nurse. But then they realize, I hate the sight of blood. (laughs) That's not going to happen. But then they might be an ultrasound technician and they get to find themselves. So I would say I think that's what makes being an academy principal unique and enjoyable. So on that note, you said, oh, we get to be with those students three years or my teachers and mine. Talk a little bit about the academy model, because we have four academies at Beloit Memorial High School. And then talk about some of the benefits of it. Absolutely. So with us having four academies, we have our freshman academy and then our three um, career academies. And so once you become a sophomore and you pick your career academy, it's much more focused on what you might want to do. And there's so much more job exploration that happens. So going back to that idea of, I think I want to be a nurse. Okay, let's talk to some nurses in the field. 
do you actually want to be a nurse? Mm-hmm. Like what, what entails being a nurse? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the schooling look like? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot more schooling, I think, than most people realize going mm-hmm. into being a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so the academy model really allows for students to do very intensive exploration at a much earlier time. So as soon as you're a sophomore, you can start taking classes that are geared towards a possible pathway. So if you are thinking of nursing or the medical field, you can take anatomy and physiology or you can take AP biology. Um, If you're looking more for education, um, we have dual enrollment. So you could get your early childhood certification. And so that's very unique to the academy model. The internships, apprenticeships, externships that we offer very early on, like our Craftsman with Character um, program. That makes us really unique. Something I'd like to add to it is that um, really an academy is kind of a high school within a high school. So you go to Beloit Memorial, there's 1,500, 1,600 kids, but then you get in an academy and there's three to 400. And those students have the wraparound care of seven adults. So there's um, 14 set of eyes helping, coaching, mentoring a student. You have a principal. Uh, You have staff that are designated within that academy. Correct me if I'm wrong. You have a counselor. You have a social worker they've added this year. Um, And others. So those students take classes also that mean something to them. So that algebra class or whatever is geared toward the careers they're looking at. So Mariana, no, when you were in school, you took algebra and I'm like, when am I ever going to use this? Well, within that academy model, they say, this is how you might use it in the medical field. This is how you Mm -hmm. might use it in education. This is how you might use it in science. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So again, um, and you are the principal of which academy? Yes. Again, which stands for health, human, human and educational. educational. Awesome. Thank you. So as part of the marketing communications department here, um, we appreciate the importance of clear and frequent communication. Can you share with us what ways you communicate with students and their families in the HEST Academy? Absolutely. So in the past, it's been kind of the same communications that go out for all families. It wasn't necessarily academy specific, but something we wanted to do this year as we start building in guest speakers and different opportunities for HES students is sending out an electronic newsletter to families so they can see, Okay, this is the guest speaker who talked to my students on this day about this topic. Um, And also opening it up that maybe this parent or guardian is interested in this field as well, but they haven't had the chance. And making sure in that newsletter they have contact information to different individuals at like Blackhawk Technical College or other businesses that they can reach out to if they're interested. That's a great way because one of the other benefits is... um that can be sent um, through a text message with the link. So you're on the right, you're on the right track. And I think I heard from another one of the principals too, that you guys did some home visits um, before school was going to start up. Yes, we did. So we had an entire attendance campaign where we went to um, each academy and each student's house to make contact with both students and guardians just to say we're super excited to have them for the school year. Let them know why attendance is so meaningful and to make sure that they know who we are and who they can reach out to if they needed support. That's all, that's super important, um, especially gearing up right at the beginning of the school year. Um, additionally, can you share with us something about the students at Bullet Memorial High School that you would like our listeners to know? Anytime I'm in an interview and I'm asked what makes me proud to be 
an employee in the school district, Beloit, I say the kids. Um, our kids are the best things ever because they are some of the most resilient young people I've ever met, the most passionate, the most driven, and those who are really striving for success. And all they really need is an adult in their corner who can help them get there. So that's what I would hope everyone could know about our kids. Well, this is what Maria and I think maybe we should be doing vlogs, video instead of podcasts, because people could see the expressions, the emotions of staff when we have them talk about our students. And um, thank you for sharing that. And I wish everyone could have seen your face. It was beaming oh. uh, with pride when you when you talk about our students Um in a positive way, but that's who they are. So they are. thank you for sharing that. So tell me a little bit about, oh, no, no, no. I was going to skip ahead, but I'm going to ask this question. I ask everybody before we go on. What is one question you wish we would have asked you today? Now she's looking up to think about this. And how would you answer it? I would say there was a few different questions, but I'll stick with what makes you proud to be a member of the Beloit community. Oh. And I would say that being a member of the community, not just because I work here, but because I live here, Beloit doesn't always get the best rap in the media and in other other communities. Um, And what I would say is we are some of the most resilient, passionate, dedicated people, and we always band together when we need to. And sometimes even not. We've seen that with community coming into uh, tutor in our buildings. Come in, as you can see at the high school, teach a class, be yes. a guest speaker. What are the, what are the ways, Maria? Have you there's seen externships. I mean, there's internships, just the community coming together to really rally around the kids and everybody's just involved. It is true. And like you said, not just for the school district at Beloit, but for everyone in this community. So I'm glad you brought that up. Good question. So uh, can you share with us a teacher or teachers that have had an impact on your life? Yes. Um, actually, the whole reason I wanted to become a teacher was a teacher I had in high school. I didn't have the best of luck with good teachers, um, especially math teachers. I'm a little mathematically gifted in the wrong way. And <laughs> I'm so going to own that too. Thank you. A little challenged. Yeah. And I had an English teacher in high school who was the most supportive human being I've ever met. And mm-hmm. her name was Mrs. L. She pushed me past what I thought I could do. She encouraged my creativity. She was kind. She was caring. Um, When I graduated, she gave me a hug because my mom couldn't be there. She had just had surgery. And she said, this is from your mom. Mm. And that's when I knew it's like, I want to be someone who's so caring of others and that can have that impact that I remember her, you know, 15 years later. And that's why I became a teacher. And you know what? I bet if we pulled in some of the students from your academy, they would say the very same thing about you. Thank so you. thank you for the work you do in our district and for our students. So the next question we have for you is, can you recommend a book that everyone should read? So we're actually piling up all the recommendations of all our guests that have been on the podcast, and we're going to do a giveaway as well. So, and, and I know Maria and I have been saying this for a long time, but it's coming November 1st. Continue listening through November 1st, and there will be um, an ability for all of our listeners to have their name put in a drawing 
Because right now we probably have 25 books. I think we have more than that. Are we more on than 30? 30? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of podcasts out there. Oh, that's exciting. I know. So what book would, would you recommend? So you're asking an English teacher this, oh. just an <laughs> FYI. I think one of the books that was incredibly impactful to me was The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. I don't think I've read that book. I read it during my master's program. And it is the true story of Henrietta Lacks, who died in the 50s. And illegally, her cells were taken. <gasps> I have read the book. You know what? Yes. The name sounded familiar. I'm not, I, I don't want to take away your thunder, but the number of lives she has yes. saved. Please talk about it a little more. It is an ex- Yes, mm-hmm. I have read the book. Yes. So it was just, it was one of those books that you just, you can't put down. You just keep reading. So it is a reporter looking into actually the family of Henrietta Lacks many years past when her cells were taken um, to see where they were at. And they had no idea that their family members' cells were taken in the first place or what happened with those cells and the fact that most of our immunizations come from Henrietta Lacks' cells which is amazing, but it also goes into the inequities of how women, specifically women of color, were treated in the 50s and how bodily autonomy isn't really a thing or wasn't a thing at that time. And so scientists made millions upon millions, millions. if not billions of dollars off of one woman's stolen cells and her families didn't receive any kind of compensation. And it's just, it's a roller coaster of a book. And I think everyone should read it because this is our history. And unfortunately, it's a history that still goes on to this day. Correct. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. And I'm glad I had remembered um, that I read that book. So I'm going to give that four stars and saying, yes, the same to you. It's a book all women should read, but everyone should read. I haven't read it, but now I want to read it after your little short Okay, anything else you'd like to share before we conclude this podcast? There's a lot I wish I could share, but I don't want to go on for too long. I would just say I am an incredibly proud principal of the Hess Academy. Our teachers are incredible. Our students are doubly incredible. I look forward to the different opportunities they're going to receive this year with guest speakers and different options for them to do some job exploration. And I can't wait to see where we go from here. See, it wasn't so bad, was it? It went very fast today. It did. Oh, good. Yeah, so thank you, Constance. We're so glad you were here today to share some more information about the Hess Academy, Bullitt Memorial High School, our students. For everyone listening, please join us next week for another episode of STB in the Spotlight.